0: Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. On this episode, Chris Dreyer, the CEO and co-founder of Rankings.io, is back with us for a detailed conversation about attorney SEO. Before we jump into the conversation, I'd like to take a minute to talk to my listeners. If you need help with digital marketing tactics like SEO, influencer marketing, online PR, and content marketing, please get in touch with my team. We offer both fully managed services and consultations. For more details, check out our website, shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. Now let's get back to our conversation with Chris. I want to talk a little bit more about like, we'll call it attorney SEO for now, but um, about that, about understanding that and how it's different than typical SEO or your traditional SEO. So um, how is it, I mean, how is it like when you talk about doing uh, attorney SEO, how is it you know, different, or let's say, personal injury um, SEO, for than than typical SEO. What's 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 the differentiator? The the
1: biggest difference is the competition to entry is much higher. When I think of SEO, I relate it back to production. SEO is a production game in any way that you look at it. It is having exceptional content, a high volume of quality content, creating a lot of citations and directories for local also combining that from a review acquisition strategy and having more reviews than your competition. And, and then as well as your backlink strategy, creating that gap, getting different links that your competitors can't easily obtain versus other industries. You might only have a few competitors in the city and by the nature of just creating something you could automatically rank, but that's just not the reality, especially in the major metros. If I'm going to try to rank Los Angeles personal injury lawyer or, or Los Angeles car accident lawyer, it's a fest. It's oh, yeah. all these little 1% things that you may have kind of passed along to the side in other industries, you just have to do their essential to, to gain momentum.
0: Yeah. I think that, I mean, that's a great point because it it is, it, and I mean, you can tell, and I always tell people if I have a client, let's say it's in Los Angeles, then I'm like, listen, let's go look and see what we got going on there. And a lot of the times I recommend, depending on the, the obviously the competition, like it's just, it's not worth it. Like you got to look at these big, especially in the attorney realm. It's like these guys have big pockets and they're spending probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to be number one for that. And great. There's 500 searches and you know, that's awesome. But it's like, you got to figure out what is, what are you going to have to do to be able to get to that spot? And then how much are each one of those leads worth to you, assuming that you close one? Like if it was like, was it metho, metho or something is like one of the, I don't know how expensive that one is, but it's like an insane, cause it's each one of those lawsuits are you know, $10 million or whatever the number is. And so, but to try to go after those, like if you're in a smaller town, hey, like you said, there's some tweaks you could make and some things you could, could happen where you could become number one because Google's just giving somebody else preferential treatment cause there's just nobody else like going after it the way that that, that they've, go, you know, I, I guess went after it, maybe didn't even know they went after it and just happened to be there. So yeah, the big like LA and the big cities and man, that's definitely a, that's definitely a beast to try to go after. Yeah. And let, let's talk about something else that
1: I would very rarely even have to consider in other industries, just the location of the office. And let mm. me use this as an example, because proximity is a ranking factor. If you, if you're on vacation and you type best restaurants near me in St. Louis. You wouldn't expect to see restaurants in Clayton. You'd expect to see them around your one to two mile radius. And it's the same in the legal vertical. So here's a perfect example. A law firm wants to open an office in Atlanta. Okay. So where should they open the office? The first thing that they may think of is, oh, I need to just go start looking at the available spaces and see which one I like. But do you want to open up a block away from Morgan & Morgan? Yeah, spending million. I don't know that you do. Maybe you want to go five miles north or west and just get a little bit away from them in terms of their proximity radius. And that could be applied to any location throughout the United States. In Louisiana, do you want to go set up an office next to Morris Bart? No, you do not. You (laughs) want to go away from them, and that's that's the game. And it and it's unfortunate that it's come to this. It's it's this competitive to where. You have to use tools like Local Falcon to figure out, you know, a proximity where it starts to dilute and where you should open an office. But that is how competitive the PI space is right now.
0: That's crazy. I, you know, it's so funny, the proximity thing. And I wouldn't even have thought of that. Like to me, when you say that makes total sense, but that's not, I mean, once again, I'm not in the, in, the, in the PI or, you know, not working with attorneys in that sense most of my businesses are online businesses and less like brick and mortar, but that's something else, man. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. You're like, Hey, really depends. Like you just open your office, you know, three blocks from this. And that was a bad idea because of this, 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 and this, and this is why you're never going to get good rankings. And you're like, God, that really sucks. I just got it. Cause it was three cents cheaper per square foot. And now I just shot myself in the foot. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is, this is the lesson that I'm going to tell everybody. If you're looking to open, to move your attorney firm or go do something, but give give Chris a call folks. Don't, don't go mess up and do anything dumb. You know, you don't go look at, uh, you know, any kind of local Falcon or anything like that and try to figure it out on your own. Just let Chris do the magic for you. So what, um, what have you, can you give us any kind of like, uh, like examples of how tactics you've used to crush it for your clients? I mean, obviously the proximity thing, which is something I think outside of the norm of anybody listening that knows SEO. Um, what are some other tactics that you've used? Geez, tons of tactics. Uh, let me first talk about how
1: we're structured because we're structured a little bit different than yeah. I would say a traditional agency. Most SEO agencies, when they offer multiple services, they'll have a, a pillar, a tree that's, that's SEO manager, SEO specialists. And they're kind of these Jack of all trades. Our span and control is very wide. We have a content department an on-page department, a technical department, local and link building. Each of those departments have a deep level of expertise and scalability And it lends itself to different tactics in each of those areas. So we could talk about different things in each of those areas. I want to bring up one because it's kind of funny because I've kind of modeled a little bit of what you've done and being very candid, being very transparent. I have a a case study for Dolman Law Group. It's Dolman Law, where they are the second most trafficked site in the entire United States. The only site that has more is Morgan & Morgan for the people who's Probably seen in their TV ads, uh, spends everywhere multi million dollars. The thing that I did was a roundup. It's not very common in the legal vertical. So, what I did was I modeled some of your outreach copy. Very well done. Yeah, I'll psychological take it. triggers. And I went and asked other attorneys that were non competing, so not in the same state. To contribute to a very simple question, put together this large article. Did a lot of the skyscraper type outreach to promote it, and boom! It's it's been I think at today it's around five hundred thousand value AREFS traffic value for that one page. It's been all the way up to one point one million because it ranks for you know thirteen hundred phrases. But that's a different tactic. It's not common. Most attorneys will write a single point of view. This has multiple attorneys giving their opinions on what to do after a car accident. So that's a unique tactic
0: that we've used very successfully. I love that. And I think because we, I had you as an expert on one of our expert roundups, oh, yeah. if I remember correctly. So that was awesome. Awesome. I'm glad, man. Hey, anytime I always tell people, you know, they're like, oh, if you can use anything that I've ever provided or, or anybody for me, I always tell people like, oh, if, you know, why not? Like, hey, if you can put it in your vertical and, and when and you had some successors from that, that's awesome, man. That, that's actually, that's very, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. The, so the email itself that I modeled
1: from years, it had, you know, it had the authority stuff in it. It had a time constraint, had a very clear call to action. And it was, it was very easy to model and to use successfully for, for our industry.
0: Love it. Love it. I love it. Good deal, man. That's exciting. Yeah. I know the, the expert roundups, we did those for a long time and they worked really well for us. And they're just getting, you know, in the beginning, it was great because then obviously you get other people that share it and they talk about it. It started to to fade out after time because of that, or, you know, not as many people were sharing it as often, Uh, but I'm good. That's, it is obviously a lot more. I think would a lot more successful in other industries that aren't as saturated, like with marketing. It's like, oh, everybody's yeah. an expert roundup and stuff. But that's awesome. You're using it with the attorney firm and had some some good results there, man. That's yeah. When you're going against Morgan and Morgan, I um, I want to say I was either on the East Coast on a project or it might have been, which is or Atlanta, I believe. I just remember seeing signs everywhere for Morgan. I mean, everywhere. I was like, my God, do they own every sign? I just remember thinking. Yeah. God, that's insane. We have some here on the West Coast as well that, um, that once again have, and you know about them because obviously you work with them, but they're just, they're everywhere as well. It's like, man, these guys are spending big bucks on it. And, um, mm-hmm. I love how you kind of have different departments and how they all specialize in that and how they can all come together. I think that's where you can come up with a very unique plan for, um, for attorneys where, other people who just have one person that, in theory, specializes in these three tactics, and that's what you're going after. For you guys, it's like, hey, we're looking at it from five different factors, and these all factors can have factors underneath it. And what is going to be the best plan for that client? Um, I love that very different way of doing things for sure.
1: Yeah, and and you know they all have their leading indicators that we track. They have to do their foundational things, right? But it, when utilization frees up, we can get really creative and do these bespoke types of things. That roundup, that's not a. A super scalable tactic because I can't tap uh, tap my resources of my connections as co- as frequently. But there are definitely things that you can do. We're doing some other creative things like, and I know Tim Solo and Arefs wrote a blog about using pay per click for link building, and we're doing some of that right now. Mm-hmm. And so, to give you an example, we'll make a motorcycle statistics page and we'll just have it be full of statistics but instead of trying to wait for that to rank organically we're driving paid traffic for it and a lot of times those types of pages are getting sourced for links you know references citations and we haven't really dialed in the cost per link yet it's still high but i'm confident that that we'll eventually figure it out and it's it's something a little different
0: too yeah. I love that. Tim, those guys are, they're always doing some fun stuff. I've known Tim for a long, long time. He's uh, quite, quite the marketer. Hrevs has done uh, some interesting things over there. It's kind of actually one of the, one of my favorite tools. They've actually been a sponsor of the podcast too. Nice. Good folks over there. Yeah. Yeah. Good things for sure. So great. I want to talk about some of the common challenges, um, that you guys, that you guys have with, you know, obviously working heavy on the, the PI side of things. Um, and I want to talk about, I mean, hopefully we're getting into, I'm going to say the end of COVID. I don't know what that really means anymore other than maybe vaccinations. Um, but what, like, when we talk about like the COVID crisis and how did that uh, uh, how did that impact the the law firm's marketing that you guys were doing? I mean, how did that, what did you guys see on your side? Because obviously you guys are one of the number one agencies in the nation in regards to, to PI stuff for attorneys. What, what did you guys see?
1: So we didn't lose any clients due to it. We had some kind of uh, they really took the bull by the horns and started investing when everyone else was pulling back. I'll tell you the thing that we're seeing now, and personal injury is a bit different because what impacts them in March of 2020 doesn't factor in until, you know, seven months down the road because of just how the nature of settlements and the delay. And actually, we have some firms, you know, that are just, that the courts are opening s- slowly, right? So they're not getting in there to try cases and, and just settlements are slower. So I think it's in 2021, I think the cash flow for some firms is going to be more of a concern, more so than right, you know, when, when COVID really hit in March or April. It's kind of a deferred type of thing. And I'll, I'll tell you this too. We were really slow for our agency up until about May, right when that PPP money hit. I think a lot of individuals were deferring working with us that wanted to work with us. And then boom, we had one of our biggest months ever in May once that money came in.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the whole reason for the PPP and idle loan, right? Is like for the yeah. hey, like businesses to be feel confident about, hey, this is what we got going on. It's interesting the delay there, I, I, and I wouldn't even have thought of that. Once again, not being in the industry like you are, but you know, the six seven month delay. But I could understand that. So without that that the assistance from the federal government, I think that could have been an issue, right? Well, it would have been an issue. That was the whole point of the infusion. It was like, hey, we got to keep business going, we got to keep things going. I also at the time um, we had two clients. I told my team, I was like, listen, COVID, this whole thing is going to be bad, and we're going to somewhere probably have some clients. I two of my biggest clients pulled back, and then they ended up coming back a month later. But for us, there was. You know, for me, it was like, hey, listen, like I know right now it it naturally, it's like the stock market where people go, oh, you know, my God, it's crashing. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, this is the time to buy. And people are like, no, no, you got to get out. You got to get out. And I'm like, well, no, you got to get in. It's the same thing with the COVID thing. I was telling clients, like the two that decided to leave and come back, I said, listen, let's jump on a call. And they thought I was going to try to retain them because I have, you know, agreements that say 60 days, you know, like they said, listen, guys, I'm not going to try to, I understand that you guys are nervous about this. I said, but let me explain to you why now is the time to double down because everybody else is jumping out pulling out the cost it's going to be a lot easier to be able to get things going. If you guys can sustain it, let's talk about that. But once again, if you can't, then totally get it. And they, both of them thanked me and said, Hey, listen. And then a month later they were back and said, Hey, sorry, we kind of, you know, kind of pulled the trigger a little early on that one. said, Hey, not a problem at all. Like let's move and shake. Let's get this thing going. So Yeah. I could totally see that. It's interesting. Like I said, that, that wait time, that six months on the attorney side is interesting, but the PPP was a nice bridge there. Yeah. And it depends on the firm. Like there are some that, that try, you
1: know, they do the, uh, they'll take many more cases to trial versus some that settle before trial, you know, the pre-lit type of firms that are just settlement firms they get a bad rap, but yeah, you know, those firms have better cash flow than someone that's going to take
0: a case to trial. Hmm, that's interesting. So, you, I and mean, that's obviously a factor. You have to find out what kind of law firm they are. Are you the one that mm-hmm. want to take on the battle and it's going to take two years? Are you looking to, you know, get the client 50 grand and be, you know, done here in three months and just try to leverage them? So, that's interesting. And so, and are there, and then how would you know that about an attorney firm? Is that just something like, I mean, it's not like a. Yeah, it's really easy to spot. So, if they have higher
1: case settlement amounts, uh, they're not yeah. going to get that, pre, you know, they're from the insurance. They're not just going to say, Believe here you early. go. Here's a, here's a $7 million, million setup. Yeah, Right. And also just the number, the number of employees, typically the, this isn't always the case. And sometimes there's a mix of, of firms that will try and settle. Uh, oftentimes they are the extreme spectrums of each, mm-hmm. but a lot of times if they're just loaded up on paralegals, and, and
0: administrative type of staff, and they don't have a ton of attorneys. Paperwork driven, settlements early. Gotcha. Yeah. It makes total sense. That's funny. Once again, I, I love these kind of conversations. That's why I wanted to talk about it, because you obviously have a knowledge that most people wouldn't have about attorney firms that I would never even have thought of. Once again, it reminds me of, of why I'm so glad that we didn't go down that road, because it's, you know, it's where the, I gotta leave it for the big dogs. I, I'm gonna stay in my lane on these ones. Thanks, Chris. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Now, my listeners know that legal SEO is no cakewalk. For my listeners, thanks for tuning in. However, please don't go too far. You don't want to miss the next Marketing Growth podcast. Chris will tell us about the top challenges of attorney SEO.